Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. I am your host Viz and today we have a very very special guest, the Predator himself from Prey, Dane Deligro. Dane, thank you so much for being our guest today. How are you doing? Good. Delegro. Dane Delegro. Delegro. Sorry, my yeah, apologies. It's okay. It's my okay. No, apologies. I'm great. I'm, 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 I'm happy to he- be here. I'm uh, super excited about this. And we're excited to talk to you. You know, we got the Predator in-house. Now, I got to ask you, uh, Dane, now that the the Prey, for everybody that doesn't know, is ex- uh, streaming exclusively on Hulu. It premiered July 21st, so go out if you have one of the few people who have not watched it yet i highly encourage you to go out and watch it and my first question to you uh dane now that we're more than a month in are you surprised on the popularity of this film and how it just has skyrocketed um i'm i'm not surprised but i'm shocked if that makes sense uh i I, so that is to say like it's i knew it was going to be an interesting and well done film but i'm shocked because i never thought in a million years that it would go the way it went uh in terms of you know the rotten tomatoes and the reception um it's just it's i think it's exceeded a lot of our expectations beyond anything we could have thought of when you get into a franchise like the predator aliens and so on the two have intermixed and matched uh you know, this is like what, like the fourth, fifth, sixth movie in the franchise. I've lost count. And then to come out with this this movie, this hit, this great piece of work is very, very rare. So tell us, uh, what kind of auditioning process did the studio put you through? What were they looking for, for the person that was going to play the Predator? Um, when I got the phone call... I was essentially brought in at first to, to be the reference guy for the design pitch of this character. Okay. And um, it was essentially the creature shop showing their design for this predator to Dan, the director and the director of photography, Jeff Cutter and the producer, Marty Ewing. Um, and I was told to bring a balletic sveltness to this character, which, um, what the hell is a balletic spellness? Exactly. Oh, interesting. So I'm, I'm, I was thinking more animalistic, more feline, kind of like a uh, a panther, kind of you know, the smooth moving, um, very instinctual, very well balanced animal um, that knew where he was going. So it was, uh, it was an interesting process, and obviously, you know, the suit to wear the suit was, uh, you know difficult at times and it just kind of worked out that i was one of the only guys really capable of um pulling off wearing that heavy head and the suit and all of that that's awesome and before we go on i gotta say i love the props in your background you have the actual predator shield you have the skull back there as well there's a combi stick combi stick right there and the combi stick they let you keep that from the set uh kind of sort of that's also the wolf skull uh that i wore on my um my sarong yeah. throughout the movie that's the one that um tabe stabbed me with in the leg that's the actual one wow these ones these ones are exact replicas that were made uh after we finished wow that is so amazing that you got to to keep that and you have it in your possession now 
Would you describe your predator as a young predator sent to Earth as this being his final test to join the warrior class? Uh, no, I would not. That's I was uh, that was not part of the storyline. It was kind of kept ambiguous with this character um, in terms of what his backstory was. I created my own backstory for this character, which drove and motivated how I wanted to move. Um, definitely a younger, more unrefined predator um, that had some hubris in there, mm -hmm. and you know he's he's not fully tested. Um, but you know, I I wouldn't say this was the final test before. Uh, becoming, you know, a, a blooded predator or whatever. To join um, the rest of the predator. Uh, yeah, no, it's, in terms, I have to be careful with what I say because I don't want to create canon. But, um, you know, there's, it's just this younger predator's first time exploring Earth. Yeah. Not knowing where he is in his way of working up through the food chain, through the hierarchy of, you know, you have the ant and the rat yeah. and the snake. You know, and then the wolf, and then the bear, and then you're going through the trappers. So his, his the way he processes that, um, the way a predator would do so. Now, tell us a little bit more about that backstory. How did you get into character for the way you wanted your predator to come across on the screen? Um, I Dan granted me a lot of creative freedom because for the first time ever, uh, it was a situation where we didn't really want to recreate exactly or replicate what Kevin Peter Hall did for this character. Mm -hmm. He wanted a bit of a departure. So more animalistic, more feral, more primal. He gave us a few keywords um, of how he wanted this predator to move. He set some parameters for us. And then from there, I could kind of put my own creative uh, spin on it. Uh, the way I, how I've, thought this character would move essentially now the thing that's very obvious for anybody who's seen any of the prior predator movies is the the masks that the predator wears it's completely different from the other films uh is that because you know this is several hundred years before the original predator with arnold schwarzenegger and then in the 90s with danny glover and moving on into the future because it is several hundred years before that it is also just showing us the progression of the predators as a species and the different design costumes they've gone through they're they're, they're war suits for lack of a better term yeah i mean i i know that they wanted to de-evolutionize the weaponry of this character going into this mm -hmm. um you know, I, I like to say if the other predators in the other films are living in condominiums in New York City, this guy uh, lives in the outback of Australia. So you know, <laughs> maybe from a different hemisphere, a different tribe on whatever planet they come from. Um, but, you know, they're I, I just I just know the main basis of this film was to kind of do a little bit of a departure from traditionally what you would see on screen in terms of uh the predator lore or canon. yeah and it played very very well you and amber mid thunder who plays naru have some intense scenes together battles hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat how much you know rehearsal went into those choreographed scenes that was just you and amber uh quite a bit i mean especially for me since i couldn't really see much uh when i was the predator 
I just had to be sure that I wasn't going to hit her for our fight scenes. Um, I mean, for me, a lot of rehearsal. Amber was a was did most of her stunts. Uh, she did as much um, that that you know production would allow her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she could she kind of had the luxury of she could show up and kind of um, do things with less rehearsal than me, just based off of her skill. And the she kicked she ass. Could see. <laughs> yeah, she did kick ass. Uh, but you know, we obviously worked very closely together for a, a long time to make sure everything um, came out the way it did, and it it, it shows on screen. They, you know, I loved how they made it a point to show that the predator is not this perfect hunting uh, species. It makes mistakes. Um, yeah. Now, was that from the onset in the script? Was that part of the uh, latitude collaboration that you and Dan had into portraying this predator to sort of finding his way, making some mistakes along the way and so on? Um, Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there are definitely elements to that where, uh, you know, obviously this predator is a little unrefined. He is imperfect. Um, And we did want to show that. Uh, but you know, essentially with this movie, we didn't want to get too, too deep into predator lore. It's, mm-hmm. it's more of a, an adventure story about Naru and her journey, yeah. um, where there just happens to be a predator in this movie. So, um, and I think that's a fresh take on an existing franchise that obviously it worked very well, but I think the idea here was not to explore too deeply into predator lore because it would distract from Naru's, Naru's journey, journey of what he was trying to accomplish. While being on set, were you impressed with the amount of detail and research that went into the Comanche tribe in the Midwestern Plains back in the early 1700s? Yeah, I mean, um, our producer, Jane Myers, uh, she is Comanche, and did a tremendous job ensuring that everything on set, everything you see on screen is authentic and is real. Um, she was there every day and had full creative control with how she wanted the Comanche tribe to be portrayed. Um, and she did a fantastic job uh, with, you know, with the end result. I, I completely agree. Now, when we see the Predator non-camouflaged, uh, was that all you in costume and makeup, uh, or were there some motion capture scenes where they sort of dotted you with all the, the motion capture equipment and then they CGI the predator over that? Uh, this film was mostly shot completely practical. Nice. I was, uh, in the suit, there was no makeup. It was just kind of strapped on to me. Um, and Dan wanted that realism, uh, of the predator to get reactions out of Naru and Tabe and everyone else. So as real as possible for as long as possible was kind of the goal here. Um, there were some things that I did in terms of motion capture, uh, all the motions you see of when he's jumping through the trees mm-hmm. or when he's doing something that a human just flat out can't do yeah. for motion capture. They captured my actual movements and applied them to a CG avatar of this character. So it still is me moving. Um, But the VFX team did a tremendous job of kind of sewing the gap between 
what was computer generated and what was practical. They did. And you got to give credit to the VFX people. They did, an, like you said, an incredible job on this film. The infamous scene, the fight, the battle between the bear and the predator. Okay. Now, a lot of that, we know the, the bear was CGI'd in. Uh, it was such an intense scene and people loved that scene. Were you any part of that scene? Uh, because a lot of that battle... The predator is camouflaged, and we just mainly see the bear and the bear being in the fight and being tormented by the predator. What part, if any, did you have in that scene uh, with that in that bear fight scene? Uh, no, that was me. Oh. I, uh, that was that was one of the days we shot at the free running academy, um, and they had me uh, doing things like I had to lift up a big giant heavy pad over my head and make it look like it was really heavy and then I'd slam it down. Um, and I think I did, you know, some of the movements of punching the bear and kind of tussling with the bear and they had me holding onto a pad that someone else was with and then throwing the pad down. So those were my movements. Um, was I there in the water for that? No. Um, but we did shoot some stuff uh, on a sound stage mm -hmm. of me with a reference bear. Um, you might've seen some photos on the internet of that. Yeah. Um, and to take that even further, I, I wasn't used in that scene, but they actually did shoot that beaver dam scene in the woods uh, in, a, in a creek in the middle of a national park. And that was, you know, when Amber went under, that was real. I mean, she wow. was really there in, the, in that river with Damn. the real current and everything. Wow. Now, you know, playing a part of a creature, which you have, you know, that's that's the majority of your your roles you play creatures and aliens and and whatnot and everything has to be conveyed through body movement body language and so on uh every actor who does these kind of roles it's such a such an art form what is your approach uh when it comes to body language you know where there is no dialogue to sort of giving your, your character, in this instance, the Predator, a voice when he doesn't have a voice that we can understand. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I attended mime school, so I learned how to tell a story through nonverbal communication, and I had to apply that to this character. Obviously, this Predator cannot speak, so it's up to me to tell this Predator's story through my posture, through um, my movements, through the way my... Um, you know, my head moves or whatever, uh, while still acting and also portraying this character in a mm -hmm. specific sense. So, yeah, that definitely comes into play. And, you know, I, I don't have the luxury of words, um, which is a, is, is a challenge. But for me, I think it's fun and I enjoy doing that. Now, you're an athlete. You have a sports background. Uh, does that come in handy for a role like this, being athletic and being able to do a lot of the moves that require athleticism? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, this is a big heavy suit and it's hot inside and it's, it can be cumbersome at times. I, you know, I'm no longer a pro athlete anymore, but I still train like one every day. So all of my functional training and my strength and conditioning that I do is geared towards if I have a role coming up, that requires me to be more physical than your, you know, standard yeah. standard actor um, who doesn't have to wear a seventy pound suit and a fifteen pound head. It sounds like this role as of the predator, as opposed to some of your other roles, 
was a, a little bit more physically demanding. Is that an accurate statement? I would say so. Yes, it was very physically demanding. So you would go in in the morning. Uh, how long did you did it take in that makeup chair to do like the? I'm sure they did a cast of your face and all the other stuff. Uh, I mean, how long did you have to sit in the makeup chair each day to transform into the predator? Eleven minutes. Yeah. How did that work? There actually is no makeup. There was nothing glued to my face. Uh, I would slide into this suit, and they would zip it up, and then they would put the gloves on, and then they put the hands on, and then I was ready to walk to set and go to set, and then to put this head on took about two and a half or three minutes. So there was nothing glued to me. There was no makeup. Um, they did take a cast of my face and my head, but that was in, in the production months before. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It looks like they've definitely streamlined that process over the years. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned Dan Trachtenberg, who's the director of this film. What was it like working with Dan? You mentioned he did give you a lot of creative latitude when it came to the Predator. Overall, what was your experience with Dan as a director of Prey? Oh, Dan was awesome. He's uh, he's a movie nerd. He's a cinephile just like me, um, and he, you know he was truly you know passionate about this project. So we would shoot things and uh, we wouldn't move on until it was just right. And he was Dan has the ability to see things before I think anyone else sees them. Mm-hmm. And um, you know obviously the end result shows that with the way things turned out, but uh, no, he was great. And he, a lot of directors don't really understand that you're in a big giant heavy suit and it can be cumbersome and hot. And Dan had a great appreciation for that and understood how things work. Yeah. Now, uh, were you a fan of this franchise before you got this role or did you have to acquaint yourself after you got the role? Oh no, I was very aware of Predator before I uh, had I've seen all the movies. I, I mean, ever since the early '90s when I was a kid, I've seen Predator movies. So, um, and now I'm you're a pa- to... now you're a part of this franchise. How does that? And feel? I still can't believe it. It still doesn't <laughs> feel real to me. So it's um, I wake up every morning and I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe this. Uh, and, you know, here I am talking to you. So. It's crazy. It is crazy. This film took a lot of people by surprise because, like I mentioned earlier, yeah, it's like the fifth, sixth, I lost count movie and the franchise. We're, as an audience, expecting from past experience an okay film. But this movie just really broke the mold. And uh, it says, you know what? No matter how many movies into a franchise you are, it doesn't mean they have to lose their appeal. They freshened up this franchise, they brought something spectacular to it and now that leaves the audience wondering what's more to come what what, what's next for the predator franchise dane you did a fantastic job as the predator the movie is fantastic you amber the entire cast the crew you made something special and magical do you have any final thoughts you want to share before we go no just a big thank you for everyone who supported the film supported us who stuck through the Predator franchise, through Thick and Thin, um, who are still here. And uh, I appreciate that. I speak for everyone on production who appreciates that. And yeah, let's, who knows what the future holds, but exactly. uh, I'm, I'm excited to see. Me too. Again, a big thanks to our guest, Dane. Thank you to our audience, those who are tuning in live and those who will be watching later on. On behalf of Dane and myself, stay safe. 
Stay walking, guys. Oh, by the way, later on tonight, I'm talking to Nelson Lease. Somebody, oh, wow. you, somebody you whacked as the, the predator. I, in the movie. I, I, I whacked him. Waxed so, mustache. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get his input on being whacked by the predator. Anyway, again, thank you, Dane. Thank you to our audience. Until next time, stay safe and stay walking. Bye, everybody.